ఐఎమ్ ప్రదీప్ కుమార్ ఆచార్య నౌ ఐ విల్ రీడ్ ద చాప్టర్ సెవెంటీన్ ద హెడింగ్ ఈజ్ ద మొలిక్యులర్ రొటేషన్స్ అండ్ వైబ్రేషన్స్ దిస్ చాప్టర్ హ్యాస్ బిన్ టేకన్ ఫ్రమ్ ద బుక్ టైటల్డ్ ద ఎలిమెంట్స్ ఆఫ్ ఫిజికల్ కెమిస్ట్రీ రిటర్న్ బై పీటర్ ఎట్కిన్స్ ఇట్ ఈస్ ద థర్డ్ ఎడిషన్ so i'll start now molecular rotations and vibrations it has contents number 1 the general features of spectroscopy number 2 the rotational spectroscopy and number 3 vibrational spectroscopy so let's start spectroscopy is the analysis of electromagnetic radiation emitted absorbed or scattered by molecules we saw in the previous chapter number 13 that photons act as messenger from inside atoms and that we can use atomic spectra to obtain detailed information about electronic structure photons of radiation ranging from long radio waves to the ultraviolet also bring information to us about molecules the difference between molecular and atomic spectroscopy however is that the energy of a molecule can change not only as a result of electronic transitions but also because it can make transmissions between its rotational and vibrational states molecular spectra are more complicated but they contain more information as well as its role in structural investigation that means the determination of electronic energy levels bond lengths bond angles bond strengths and other features like molecular spectroscopy is used to monitor changing concentrations in kinetic studies this and the next two chapters survey several principal types of spectroscopy using radiation that ranges over eight orders of magnitude from radio frequencies that means 10 to the power 8 hertz up to the ultraviolet that means 10 to the power 16 hertz now the heading is the general features of spectroscopy in in emission spectroscopy a molecule undergoes a transition from a state of higher energy denoted by e2 to a state of lower energy denoted by e1 and emits the excess energy as a photon in absorption spectroscopy the absorption radiation is monitored as the frequency of the radiation is swept over a range in roman spectroscopy an intense monochromatic that means single frequency incident beam is passed through the sample and we record the frequencies present in the radiation scattered by the sample the energy of a photon emitted or absorbed and therefore the frequency new of the radiation emitted or absorbed is given by the bohr frequency condition that means h nu is equal to modulus e1 minus e2 here e1 and e2 are the energies of the two states between which the transition occurs and h is planck's constant this relation is often expressed in terms of the wavelength lambda of the radiation by using the relation 
that means lambda is equal to c by nu where c is the speed of light and the wave number nu bar the nu bar is equal to 1 by lambda is equal to nu by c the units of wave number is almost always chosen as reciprocal of centimeters that means cm inverse now section 17.1 the heading is the experimental techniques emission absorption and raman spectroscopy give the same information about energy level separations but practical considerations generally determine which technique is employed emission spectroscopy if it is used at all is used mainly for the study of energetically excited reaction products Ab- absorption spectroscopy is much more widely used and we shall concentrate on it the source in a spectrometer typically produces radiation spinning a range of frequencies but in a few cases that means including lasers it generates nearly monochromatic radiation for the far infrared the source is a mercury arc inside a quartz envelope most of the radiation being generated by the hot quartz a nanced filament is used to generate radiation in the near infrared it consists of a heated ceramic filament containing rare earth oxide and emits radiation closely resembling that of a hot black body for the visible region of the spectrum a tungsten iodine lamp is used which gives out intense white light a discharge through deuterium gas or xenon in quartz is still widely used for the near ultraviolet a klystron that means which is also used in radar installation and microwave ovens or more commonly now a semiconductor device known as the gun diode is used to generate microwaves radio frequency radiation is generated by considering causing a electric current to oscillate in a coil of wire in all but specialized techniques using monochromatic microwaves and certain types of laser radiation a spectrometer includes a component for separating the frequencies of the radiation so that the variation of the absorption with frequency can be monitored in conventional spectrometers this component is a dispersing element which separates different frequencies into rays that travel in different directions the simplest dispersing element is a glass or quartz prism but a diffraction grating is more widely used A diffraction grating consists of a glass or ceramic plate into which fine grooves have been cut about 1000 nanometer apart. A spacing comparable to the wavelength of visible light and covered with the reflective aluminum coating. The grating causes interference between waves reflected from its surface. and constructive interference occurs at specific angles that depends on the frequency of the radiation being used thus each wavelength of light is directed into a specific direction the third common component of spectrophotometer is the detector detector is a device that converts incident radiation into an electric current for the appropriate signal processing or plotting 
रेडिएशन सेंसिटिव सेमीकंडक्टर डिवाइसेस डोमिनेट दिस रोल द रेडिएशन इज चॉप्ड बाय ए शटर दैट रोटेट्स इन द बीम सो दैट एन अल्टरनेटिंग सिग्नल इज ऑप्टेंड फ्रॉम द डिटेक्टर दैट मींस एन ऑसिलेटिंग सिग्नल इज इजीयर टू एम्पलीफाई देन ए स्टेडी सिग्नल The highest resolution is obtained when the sample is gaseous and of such low pressure that collisions between the molecules are infrequent. Gaseous samples are essential for rotational that means in microwave wave spectroscopy. For only in that phase can molecule rotate freely. To achieve sufficient absorption the path lengths of gaseous samples must be very long of the order of meters long path lengths are achieved by multiple passes of the beam between two parallel mirrors at each end of the sample cavity For infrared spectroscopy the sample is typically a liquid held between windows of sodium chloride that means which is transparent down to 700 cm inverse or potassium bromide down to 400 cm inverse other ways of preparing the sample include grinding it into a paste with nozzle that means a hydrocarbon oil and presenting it into a solid disk perhaps with powdered potassium bromide now section 17.2 the heading is intensities and line width the intensity of a spectral line depends on the number of molecules that are in the initial state and the strength with which individual molecules are able to interact with the electromagnetic field and generate or absorb photons if we confine our attention to vibrational and electronic spectroscopy then the situation is very simple almost all vibrational absorptions and all electronic absorptions occur from the ground state of a molecule because that is the only state populated at room temperature however molecules can be prepared in short lived excited states as a result of chemical reaction electric discharge or photolysis In these cases the populations may be quite different from those at thermal equilibrium and absorption and emission spectra if they can be recorded quickly enough then arise from transitions from all the populated levels spectroscopic lines are not infinitely narrow in condensed media an electronic transition may spread over several thousand reciprocal centimeters its width stems from the simultaneous excitation of molecular vibrations with the individual spectral lines blending together to give a broad band A important and important broadening process in gaseous samples is the Doppler effect in which radiation is shifted in frequency when the source is moving towards or away from the observer when a source emitting radiation of frequency nu recedes with a speed small s the observer detects radiation of frequency that means new prime is equal to first bracket 1 minus is by c divided by 1 plus is by c bracket close to the power half multiplied by new for c is the speed of the radiation that means the speed of the light for electromagnetic radiation 
and the speed of the sound for sound waves a source approaching the observer appears to be emitting radiations of frequency new prime is equal to in bracket 1 plus s by c by 1 minus s by c bracket close whole to the power half multiplied by new similar expression applied to the wave number of the radiation molecules reach high speed in all directions in a gas and a stationary observer detects the corresponding doppler shifted range of frequencies some molecules approach the observer some move away some move quickly others slowly the detected spectroscopic line is the absorption or emission profile arising from the resulting doppler shifts the profile reflects the maxwell distribution of molecular speeds towards or away from the observer and the outcome is that we observe a bell shaped gaussian curve that means a curve of the form of e to the power minus x square when the temperature is t and the molar mass of the molecule is m the width of the line at half its maximum height is delta lambda is equal to 2 lambda by c in bracket 2 rt ln 2 by m bracket close to the power half the doppler width increases with temperature because the molecules acquire a wide wider range of speeds therefore to obtain spectra of maximum sharpness it is best to work with cold gaseous samples another source of line broadening is the finite lifetime of the states involved in the transition when the schrodinger equation is solved for a system that is changing with time it is found that the states of the system do not have precisely defined energies if the time constant for the decay of a state is tau which is called the lifeline of the state then its energy levels are blurred by delta e or delta e is almost equal to h bar by tau we see that the shorter the lifetime of a state the less well defined is its energy the energy spread inherent to the states of systems that have finite life times is called lifetime broadening when we express the energy spread as a wave number by writing delta e is equal to hc delta nu bar and use the values of the fundamental constants the practical form of this relation becomes delta nu bar is almost equal to 5.3 cm inverse or to the power minus 1 divided by tau by ps only if tau is infinite can the energy of a state be specified exactly with delta e is equal to 0 however no excited state has an infinite lifetime therefore all states are subject to some lifetime broadening and the shorter the lifetimes of the states involved in a transition the broader the spectral lines two processes are principally responsible for the finite lifetimes of excited states and hence for the width of transitions to or from them the dominant one is collisional deactivation which arises from collisions between molecules or with the walls of the container if the collisional lifetime is t col that means sorry tau col tau subscript col col 
is for collisional then the resulting collisional line width is delta e equal is almost equal to h bar by tau col in gases the collisional lifetime can be length lengthened and the broadening minimized by working at low pressures the second contribution is spontaneous emission it is the emission of radiation when an excited state collapses into a lower state the rate of spontaneous emission depends on details of the wave functions of the excited and lower states because the rate of spontaneous emission cannot be changed that means without changing the molecule it is a natural limit to the lifetime of an excited state the resulting lifetime broadening is the natural line width of the transition the natural line width of a transition cannot be changed by modifying the temperature or pressure natural line width depends strongly on the transition frequency nu that means they increase as nu to the power cube so low frequency transitions such as the microwave transitions of rotational spectroscopy have very small natural line width for such transitions collisional and doppler line broadening processes are dominant the natural lifetimes of electronic transitions are very much shorter than for vibrational transitions so the natural line width of electronic transitions are much greater than those of vibrational and rotational transitions for example a typical electronic excited state natural lifetime is about 10 to the minus 8 second that means 10 to the 4 picosecond corresponding to the natural width of about 5 into 10 to the minus 4 cm inverse which is equivalent to the 15 megahertz now the heading is rotational spectroscopy the energy levels of molecules free to rotate are quantized and transitions between these levels give rise to the rotational spectrum of a molecule very little energy is needed to change the state of rotation of a molecule and the electromagnetic radiation emitted or absorbed lies in the microwave region with wavelengths of the order of 1 cm the rotational spectroscopy of gas phase samples is therefore also known as microwave spectroscopy section 17.3 heading is the rotational energy levels of molecules to a first approximation the rotational states of molecules are based on a model system called a rigid rotator a body that is not distorted by rotation the simplest type of rigid rotor is called a linear rotor and corresponds to a linear molecule such as hcl co2 hc triple bond ch that means acetylene molecule that is supposed not to be able to bend or stress under the stress of rotation when the schrodinger equation is solved for a linear rotor the energy levels turn out to be ej is equal to hbj in bracket j plus 1 bracket close where j is equal to 0, 1, 2 so on Where j is the rotational quantum number, the constant b, that means a frequency with the unit hertz, is called the rotational constant of the molecule, and is defined as b is equal to 
h bar by 4 pi i where this capital i is the moment of inertia of the molecule note that because b is inversely proportional to i the larger the moment of inertia corresponding to a long bond and heavy atoms the smaller the rotational constant the moment of inertia plays a role in rotation analogous to mass in translation a body with a high moment of inertia like that of a fly fly wheel or a heavy molecule undergoes only a small rotational acceleration when a twisting force that means a torque is applied but a body with a small moment of inertia undergoes a large acceleration when subjected to the same torque the moment of inertia of a molecule depends on the masses of the atoms and their distances from the center of mass of molecule that means the point about which rotation occurs for a diatomic molecule of bond length r and atomic masses ma plus mb the moment of inertia is i is equal to mu r square that means n is equal to ma mb by ma plus mb note that the separation increases with j Note also that because J may be zero, the lowest possible energy is zero. There is non, no zero point rotational energy for molecules. The rotational quantum number also specifies the angular momentum of the molecule. A molecule with J is equal to zero has zero angular momentum and as J increases, so does the molecule's angular momentum. In general, the rotational angular momentum is second bracket j, first bracket j plus 1, first bracket close, second bracket close to the power half multiplied by h bar. The same relation as that between the orbital angular momentum of an electron and quantum number L. A number of nonlinear molecules can be modeled as a symmetric rotor a rigid rotor in which the moments of inertia about two axes are the same but different from a third and all three are non-zero an example is ammonia that means NH3 and another is phosphorus pentachloride that means PCL5 the energy levels of a symmetric rotor are determined by two quantum numbers j and k and r ejk is equal to hbj first bracket j plus 1 bracket close plus h first bracket a minus b first bracket close k square or j is equal to 0 comma 1 comma 2 and so on and k is equal to j comma j minus 1 comma and so on up to minus j the rotational constants a and b are inversely proportional to the moments of inertia parallel and perpendicular to the axis of molecule i mean a is equal to h bar by 4 pi i i2 and b is equal to h bar by 4 pi i1 the quantum number k tells us the extent at which the molecule is rotating about its axis. When k is equal to 0, the molecule is rotating end over end. When k is equal to plus minus j, that means greatest values in its range, the molecule is rotating mainly about its symmetry axis. Intermediate values of k correspond to a combination of the two modes of rotation. A special case of a symmetric rotor is a spherical rotor that means a rigid body with three equal moments of inertia like a sphere. Tetrahedral, octahedral and icosahedral molecules that means CH4, CH6 and C60 for instance are spherical rotors 
their energy levels are very simple when i2 is equal to i1 the rotational constant a and b are equal section 17.4 the heading is rotational transitions micro microwave spectroscopy we met the concept of a selection rule in the previous chapter as a statement about which spectroscopic transitions are forbidden and which are allowed selection rules also apply to molecular spectra and the form they take depends on the type of transition the idea to keep in mind is that for the molecule to interact with the electromagnetic field and absorb or create a photon of frequency nu it must possess at least transiently an electric dipole oscillating at that frequency the transient dipole moment associated with the transition is called a transition moment a large transition moment gives a strong jolt to the electromagnetic field and results in intense emission or absorption a gross selection rule specifies the general features that a molecule must possesses if it is to have a spectrum of a given kind for a rotation of a molecule to give rise to an absorption or emission spectrum the gross selection rule is that the molecule must be polar the classical basis of this rule is that a stationary observer watching a rotating polar molecule sees its partial charge moving backward backwards and forwards and their motion shakes the electromagnetic field into oscillations because the molecule must be polar it follows that tetrahedral that means ch4 for instance octahedral cf4 and symmetric linear that means co2 and homonuclear diatomic that means h2 molecules do not have rotational spectra On the other hand heteronuclear diatomic that means hydrogen chloride HCl and less symmetrical polar polyatomic molecules that means NH3 are polar and do have rotational spectra we say that polar molecules are rotationally active whereas nonpolar molecules are rotationally inactive a specific selection rule identified the details of the transitions commonly by stating the values by which quantum numbers may change for rotational transitions the specific selection rules are delta j is equal to plus minus 1 and delta k is equal to 0 the first of these selection rules can be traced like the rule delta l is equal to plus minus 1 for atoms to the conservation of angular momentum when a photon is absorbed or created a photon is a spin one particle and when one is absorbed or created the angular momentum of the molecule must change by a compensating amount because j is a measure of the angular momentum of the molecule j can change only by plus minus 1 the second selection rule that means delta k is equal to 0 that is the quantum number k may not change can be traced to the fact that the dipole moment of a polar molecule does not move when a molecule rotates around its symmetry axis think of ammonia molecule nh3 rotating around its threefold axis as a result there can be no acceleration or deacceleration of the rotation of the molecule about that axis of the absorption or emission of electromagnetic radiation when a molecule changes its rotational quantum number from j to j plus 1 in an absorption 
the change in rotational energy of the molecule is delta e is equal to e j plus 1 minus e j is equal to h b first bracket j plus 1 bracket close bracket j plus 2 bracket close minus h b j bracket j plus 1 bracket close it is equal to 2 h b in bracket j plus 1 bracket close the energies of these transitions are 2 h b 4 h b 6 h b and so on and the frequencies of the radiation absorbed are therefore 2b, 4b, 6b and so on. A rotational spectrum of a polar linear molecule that means hydrogen chloride HCl and of a polar symmetric rotor that means the ammonia NH3 molecule therefore consists of a series of line of line at frequencies separated by 2b. Once we have measured the separation between adjacent lines in a rotational spectrum of a molecule and converted it to B, we can use the values of B to obtain a value for the moment of inertia I1. For a diatomic molecule, we can convert that value to a value of the bond length symbolized by capital R by using the previous equation I is equal to mu R square. Highly accurate bond length can be obtained in this way. More complicated procedures can be used to obtain the bond length in simple polyatomic molecules and to measure the electric bipole moments of polar molecules from the modification of the appearance of their rotational spectra caused by applied electric fields. Now section 17.5 the heading rotational Raman spectra. In a Raman spectrum the incident radiation which is typically monochromatic blue light or ultraviolet radiation from a laser is scattered by the molecules in the sample and monitored by a detector placed at 90 degree to the incident beam. It is found that the scattered radiation has components with many different frequencies. Lines shifted to lower frequency than the incident radiation is called Stokes lines and lines shifted to the higher frequency is called anti-Stokes lines. The Stokes lines arise when a collision of a photon with a molecule results in the excitation of rotation. When that happens, the photon responsible for the excitation loses some energy and hence travels to the detector with a lower energy and therefore a lower frequency. The anti-Stokes radiation arises from photon molecule collisions in which the incoming photon acquires energy from the rotation of the molecule. As a result, the scattered photon travels to the detector with higher energy and hence a higher frequency. The gross selection rule for rotational Raman spectra is that the polarizability of the molecule must be anisotropic. The polarizability of a molecule is a measure of the extent to which the applied electric field can induce an electric dipole moment. The anisotropy of this polarizability is its variation with the orientation of the molecule. Tetrahedral, that means in case of methane and octahedral, in case of SF6 and icosohedral C60 molecules like all spherical rotors have the same polarizability regardless of their orientation. So these molecules are rotationally Raman inactive. They do not have rotational Raman spectra. All other molecules including homonuclear diatomic molecules such as hydrogen molecule H2 are rotationally Raman active. 
the specific selection rule for the rotational Raman transition of linear molecules that means the only ones we consider are delta j is equal to plus 2 at stoke lines and delta j is equal to minus 2 in anti stokes lines it follows that the change in energy when a molecule makes the transition j to j plus 2 is delta e is equal to hb in bracket j plus 2 bracket close in bracket j plus 3 bracket close minus hb j in bracket j plus 1 bracket close that means is equal to 2 hb in bracket 2j plus 3 bracket close therefore when a photon scattered from molecules in the rotational states j is equal to 0 1 2 3 and so on and transfer some of its energy to the molecule the energy of the photon is decreased by 6 hb 10 hb 14 hb and its frequency is reduced by 6b 10b 14b and so on from the frequency of the incident radiation if the photon acquires energy during the collision then a similar argument shows that the anti stokes lines occur with frequencies 6b 10b 14b and so on higher than the incident radiation it follows that from a measurement of the separation of the raman lines we can determine the value of b and hence calculate the bond length because homonuclear diatomic species are rotationally raman active this technique can be applied to them as well as to heteronuclear species now the heading is the vibrational spectroscopy all molecules are capable of vibrating and complicated molecules must do so in a large number of different modes even benzene with 12 atoms can vibrate in 30 different modes some of which involve the periodic swelling and shrinking of the ring and others its buckling into various distorted shapes a molecule as big as a protein can vibrate in tens of thousands of different ways twisting stretching and buckling in different regions and in different manners vibrations can be excited by the absorption of electromagnetic radiation observing the frequencies at which this absorption occurs gives very valuable information about the identity of the molecules and provides quantitative information about the flexibility of its bonds now section 17.6 the heading is the vibrations of molecules the plot of molecular potential energy versus r shows a typical potential energy curve of a diameter molecule as its bond is lengthened by pulling one atom away from the other in regions close to the equilibrium bond length re that means at the minimum of the curve we can approximate the potential energy by a parabola that means a curve of the form y is equal to x square then we write v is equal to half k in bracket r minus re bracket close to the power square where k is the force constant of the bond the steeper the walls of the potential that means steeper the bond the greater the force constant the potential energy 
in this equation has the same form as that of the harmonic oscillator in the previous sections so we can use the solutions of the schrodinger equation given there the only complications is that both atoms in the bond move so the mass of the oscillator has to be interpreted carefully detailed calculation showed that for two atoms of masses ma and mb joined by a bond of force constant k the energy levels are eb is equal to first bracket b plus half packet close h nu her b is equal to 0 1 and so on b is equal to 1 by 2 pi in bracket k by mu bracket close to the power half and mu is equal to ma mb by ma plus mb from the energy levels we see that they form a uniformly spaced ladder with separation h nu the quantity mu is called the effective mass of the vibrational mode of the molecule at first sight it might be puzzling that the effective mass appears rather than the total mass of the two atoms however the presence of mu is physically plausible if atom a were as heavy as a brick wall it would not move at all during the vibration and the vibrational frequency would be determined by the lighter mobile atom indeed if a are a brick wall we could neglect mb compared with ma in the denominator of mu and find mu is almost equal to mb that means the mass of the lighter atom this is approximately in case of hydrogen iodide molecule hi where the iodine atom barely moves and mu is almost equal to mh in the case of a homonuclear diatomic molecule for which ma is equal to mb is equal to m the effective mass is half the mass of one atom that means mu is equal to half m now section 17.7 the heading is vibrational transitions because a typical vibrational excitation energy is of the order of 10 to the power minus 20 to 10 to the power minus 19 joule the frequency of the radiation should be of the order of 10 to the power 13 to 10 to the power 14 hertz from delta e is equal to h nu this frequency corresponds to infrared radiation so vibrational transitions are observed by infrared spectroscopy in infrared spectroscopy transitions are normally expressed in terms of their wave numbers and lie typically in the range 300 to 3000 cm inverse the gross selection rule for vibrational spectra is that the electric dipole moment of the molecule must change during the vibration the basis of this rule is that the molecule can shake the electromagnetic field into oscillation only if it has an electric dipole moment that oscillates as the molecule vibrates the molecule need not have a permanent dipole that means the rule requires only a change in dipole moment possibly from zero the stretching motion of a homonuclear diatomic molecule does not change its electric dipole moment from zero so the vibrations of such molecules neither absorb nor generate radiation we say that homonuclear diatomic molecules are infrared inactive because their dipole moments remains zero however long the bond heteronuclear diatomic molecules which have 
a dipole moment that changes at the bond lengths and contracts are infrared active the specific selection rule for vibrational transition is delta nu is equal to plus minus half the change in energy for the transition from a state with quantum number nu to one with quantum number nu plus 1 is delta e is equal to b plus 3 by 2 whole multiplied by h nu minus b plus half whole multiplied by h nu that is equal to h nu one thing we to correct that here the the quantum number is v denoted by v not by nu it follows that absorption occurs when the incident radiation provides photons with this energy and therefore when the incident radiation has a frequency nu given by the previous equation that means nu bar is equal to nu by c for wave number molecules with stiff bonds that means large k joining atoms with low masses that is small mu have high vibrational frequencies bending modes are usually less stiff than stretching modes so bends tend to occur at lower frequencies in the spectrum than stretches at room temperature almost all the molecules will be in their vibrational ground states initially the states with b is equal to 0 Therefore the most important spectral transition is from v is equal to 0 to v is equal to 1 the vibrational spectra of gas phase molecules are more complicated than this discussion implies because the excitation of a vibration also results in the excitation of rotation the effect is rather like that when ice skaters throw out or draw in their arms they rotate more slowly or more rapidly the effect of on the spectrum is to break the single line resulting from the vibrational transition into a multitude of lines with separations between neighbors that depend on the rotational constant of the molecule we shall not go into this complication here except to say that analysis of the separation of the lines gives information like that obtained from pure rotational spectroscopy principally bond lengths now section 17.8 the heading is vibrational raman spectra of diatomic molecules in vibrational raman spectroscopy the incident photon leaves some of its energy in the vibrational modes of the molecule it strikes or collects additional energy from a vibration that has already been excited The gross selection rule for vibrational Raman transitions is that the molecular polarizability must change as the molecule vibrates. The polarizability plays a role in vibrational Raman spectroscopy because the molecule must be squeezed and stressed by the incident radiation in order that a vibrational excitation may occur during the photon molecule collision both homonuclear and heteronuclear diatomic molecules swells and contracts during a vibration and the control of the nuclei over the electrons and hence the molecular polarizability changes too both types of diatomic molecule are therefore vibrationally raman active 
the specific selection rule for vibrational raman transitions is the same as for infrared transitions that means delta b is equal to plus minus 1 the photons that are scattered with a lower wave number than that of the incident light the stoke lines are those for which delta b is equal to plus 1 the stokes lines are more intense than the anti stoke lines for which delta b is equal to minus 1 because very few molecules are in an excited vibrational state initially the information available from vibrational raman spectra adds to that from infrared spectroscopy because homonuclear diatomic molecules can also be studied the spectra can be interpreted in terms of the force constant dissociation energies and bond lengths now section 17.9 the heading is the vibrations of polyatomic molecules how many modes of vibration are there in the polyatomic molecule we can answer this question by thinking about how each atom may change its location the description of the vibrational motion of a polyatomic molecule is much simpler if we consider combinations of the stretching and bending motions of individual bonds for example although we could describe two of the four vibrations of a carbon dioxide molecule as individual carbon oxygen bond stresses v1 and vr that means vl and vr the description of the motion is much simpler if we use two combinations of these vibrations the combination is the symmetric stress the other combination is b3 the anti symmetric stress and repeating once again one combination is v1 and this combination is the symmetric stress and the other combination is v3 and it is called the anti symmetric stress in which the two oxygen atom always move in the same direction and opposite to the carbon atom the two modes are independent in the sense that if one is excited then its motion does not excite the other they are two of the four normal modes of the molecule it's independent collective vibrational displacements the other two normal modes are the bending modes that means p2 in general a normal mode is an independent synchronous motion of atoms or groups of atoms that may be excited without leading to the excitation of any other normal modes the four normal modes of co2 and the 3n-6 or 3n-5 normal modes of polyatomic molecules in general are the key to the description of the molecular vibrations each normal mode behaves like an independent harmonic oscillator and the energies of the vibrational labels are given by the same expression in the previous equation but with an effective mass that depends on the extent in which each of the atoms contributes to the vibration atoms that do not move such as the carbon atom in the symmetric stress of co2 do not contribute to the effective mass the force constant also depends in a complicated way on the extent to which bonds bend and stress during a vibration 
Typically a normal mode that is largely a bending motion has a lower force constant and hence a lower frequency than a normal mode that is largely a stretching motion. The gross selection rule for the infrared activity of a normal mode is that the motion corresponding to a normal mode must give rise to a changing dipole moment. Deciding whether this is so can sometimes be done by inspection. For example, the symmetric stress of CO2 leaves the dipole moment unchanged at zero. So this mode is infrared inactive and makes no contribution to the molecule's infrared spectrum. The antisymmetric stress, however, changes the dipole moment because the molecule becomes unsymmetrical as it vibrates. So this mode is infrared active. The fact that the mode does absorb infrared radiation enables carbon dioxide to act as a greenhouse gas by absorbing infrared radiation emitted from the surface of the earth. Because the dipole moment change is parallel to the molecular axis in the anti-symmetric stretching mode, the transitions arising from this mode is classified as parallel bands in the spectrum. Both bending modes are also infrared active. They are accompanied by a changing dipole perpendicular to the molecular axis. So transitions involving them lead to a perpendicular band in the spectrum. Some of the normal modes of organic molecules can be regarded as motions of individual functional groups. Others cannot be regarded as localized in this way and are better regarded as collective motions of the molecule as a whole. The latter are generally of relatively low frequency and occur below about 1500 cm inverse in the spectrum. The resulting whole molecule region of the absorption spectrum is called the fingerprint region of the spectrum for it is characteristics of the molecule. The matching of the fingerprint region with a spectrum of a known compound in a library of infrared spectra is a very powerful way of confirming the presence of a particular substance. The characteristics vibrations of functional groups that occur outside the fingerprint region are very useful for the identification of an unknown compound. Most of these vibrations can be regarded as stretching modes for the lower frequency blending modes usually occur in the fingerprint region and so are less readily identified. Now section 17.10, the heading is Vibrational Raman Spectra of Polyatomic Molecules. The gross selection rule for the vibrational Raman spectrum of a polyatomic molecule is that the normal mode of vibration is accompanied by a changing polarizability. However, it is often quite difficult to judge by inspection when this is so. The symmetric stress of CO2, for example, alternately swells and contracts the molecule. This motion changes its polarizability, so the mode is Raman active. The other modes of CO2 leaves the polarizability unchanged, although that is hard to justify pictorically, so they are Raman inactive. In some cases, it is possible to make use of a very general rule about the infrared and Raman activity of vibrational modes. The exclusion rule states 
if the molecule has a center of inversion then no modes can be both infrared and roman active a mode may be inactive in both a molecule has a center of inversion if it looks unchanged when each atom is projected through a single point and out an equal distance on the other side because we can often judge intuitively when a mode changes the molecular dipole moment we can use this rule to identify modes that are not roman active the rule applies to co2 but to neither h2o nor ch4 because they have no center of symmetry one application of vibrational roman spectroscopy is to the determination of the bond lengths of nonpolar molecules such as xenon tetrafluoride that means xef4 and sulfur hexafluoride that means sf6 another application makes use of the fact that the intensity characteristics of roman transitions which depend on molecular polarizabilities are more readily transferred from molecule to molecule than the intensities of infrared spectra which depends on dipole moments and are more sensitive to the other groups present in a molecule and to the solvent hence roman spectra are useful in the identification of organic and inorganic species in solution an example of the technique shows the vibrational roman spectrum of an aqueous solution of lysozyme and for comparison a superposition of roman spectra of the constituent amino acids the differences are indications of the effects of conformation environment and specific interactions such as disulfide link ss in the enzyme molecule a modification called resonance roman spectroscopy uses incident radiation that coincides with the frequency of an electronic transition of the sample the technique is characterized by a much greater intensity in the scattered radiation and because only a few vibrational modes contribute to the scattering to a greatly simplified roman spectrum the high intensity of the resonance roman transitions is employed to examine the metal ions in biological macromolecules such as the iron in hemoglobin and cytochromes or the cobalt in vitamin b12 which are present in such low abundance that conventional roman spectroscopy cannot detect them